welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 501 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I am very good. Um, just been for my uh, my blood. They do oh, my regular. Good. Yeah, well, so far it's all looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the so, yeah, I need to go for a blood test. Actually, I've uh, yeah, I've got high cholesterol, and it was it goes up and down a little bit, but I haven't been tested for a while, so uh, right. need to have that looked at just to be on the safe side, eh? So do you have to look after your diet with that? Well, I'm supposed to, yeah. Um, it was good four or five years ago when I first found out, and for a while I did, um, yeah, kind of monitor it a bit more closely in that I went for semi-regular, like, six-monthly tests, um, but it has been a while. And I, I had a blood test a few months ago as part of something else, like a health project that I, that I signed up to, and that showed reasonably high cholesterol so that, that kind of reminds so is that like a research project yeah i think it's called our future health so i got a letter through the post and it was all this big massive nhs data project so i thought oh, that sounds quite interesting hmm. yeah that's good yeah um yeah so yeah just you know it was basic stuff weight size height um age and they did do a little blood test as well so uh and that kind of was like ah i've still got slightly high cholesterol so Back on it. Isn't isn't the cholesterol issue with your lot genetic yeah, rather than yeah yeah a lot of kind of high yeah. in my family. Um, I know one one of the issues is is that even now we don't know historically what cholesterol levels were in people. We only have a relatively new kind of understanding of it, and um, they. Uh, uh, we, we do know that you do need cholesterol in your yep. system. Mm-hmm. And they talk about positive cholesterol and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, um, uh, it could be that your genetic line throughout evolution has had higher levels of cholesterol, and that's fine. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, have done, I haven't done read that much on it, but I do know that it's it's not the same for everyone. And my, there's good cholesterol, yeah. there's types of cholesterol out there that they measure and um my blood pressure is absolutely fine actually so i kind of see that as a, a good indication that my the pipes are, are all in good working order in my body yeah and yeah stuff so yeah um i'm not stressed about it too much um but yeah so do you take your own blood pressure or do you go somewhere else to do it uh no i i did do for a while because when i had an office i think you left your your unit behind for a, and we yeah yeah we used to do it quite religiously just out of interest um i've got a spare one in front of me if you want to borrow it too. i think, I think we, <laughs> yeah i think we might actually have one upstairs now because again my wife kind of discovered she had weird blood pressure yeah. a while ago so we, i think we have got one in the house now but i'll let you know but yeah, yeah i'm getting old aren't i they're <laughs> <laughs> a spring chicken yeah i do feel like it most of the time uh, we're talking about addiction today um following on from the death of Matthew Perry, the uh, 
yeah. actor Chandler. So we'll come on to that in a little bit. That's sad news. Um, Livingthepresent.co.uk is our website. All the show notes and links are there and all the previous episodes. And you can obviously sign up as well through uh, subscribe to the show, iTunes and um, Google Podcasts, uh, all, the, all the major players. We should be on there. If we're not on any in particular, let me know and I can uh, I can add our feed to, to other podcast catches that might be out there that we the way have missed. So let us know on that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about... Um, addiction because yeah the news broke uh yeah a couple of a couple of days ago before recording this one about chandler from friends as he's best known um a very high profile american actor um who's passed away now we don't want to talk too much about the circumstances of his death and be to being too clear because uh news hasn't been released yet at the time of recording I don't yeah know. we don't know yeah what happened so he died in a hot tub uh or in some kind of hot tub uh, home related uh, incidents so um, it would be very easy to draw conclusions uh, but we won't just yet but what we do know about the actor Matthew is that he had a long long history of um, addiction with alcohol and drugs and he, he's been very yeah. open about it and he's lots of interviews with him on on uh, online and he's I think he I think he quite recently published a book about his kind of journey as well and the struggles he has over the years um, so uh yeah let's have let's have a chat about addiction sean as we have in the past but we're all addicted to something aren't we as you like to usually start off with in this this topic yeah and i I think that that is so important when people talk about addiction we automatically think about you know drugs and bums in the street and all that kind of stuff and it's like it's not like that it's like all of us have a brain chemistry that's our normal now, it could be that our normal is that it has to be full of caffeine. So that when you wake up in the morning, you got the twitch because yeah. you need a, a caffeine. But we don't think, oh, blimey, that's an addict. Mm. Yeah. Or it could be that, you know, you need to go for a run. And if you can't go for a run, then you start to get twitchy because you're in withdrawal from the chemistry that you get from doing it. Yeah. And well, the, the classic that I always had like to say, I have to say, is, is my, my church one which is I was asked by a GP to go and see a lady in a sex service because she was depressed. I went to do a home visit. And um, when I got there, I could tell straight away that she was in withdrawal. Um, and I'm trying to think, you know, what's she in withdrawal? And, th- and then gradually as the story unfolds, what happened is she's 64. Every day since she was 18, she'd walked to the local Roman Catholic Church for the the mass in the morning at eight o'clock and she that kind of set her brain chemistry for her life she'd walk back and even did it with the kids when she had kids um and she was in a position where she'd broken her ankle she hadn't been to church for six weeks and she was chemically in withdrawal in her brain from not going to church right yeah now i i solved the problem by getting the priest to get a lift so she got over her her withdrawal but the issue is we wouldn't think of someone going to church as being an addict and she was just as much an addict as someone taking heroin or cocaine yep yeah Mm -hmm. she was in withdrawal exactly the same way Mm -hmm. um and we all do it we all do it yeah so the the issue isn't are you an addict it's like what you're addicted to that's what yeah I guess with certain things, the risks are higher to kind of, yeah, the kind of uh, uh, longer term impacts of that lady not being able to get to church could have been serious. You know, she was 
depression was setting in, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, it's, it's, say she had got to the point, or you know, someone in that position had got to the point where they ended up committing suicide because they were that depressed, you know. Yeah, and I guess, um, well, just coming quickly back to my cholesterol thing, like I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to salty things, you know. I love sausage rolls and sausage butties and all that kind of stuff, and have done for years. So. To, to kind of fix my cholesterol um, would requ- requires a bit of a change in diet. And that's, you know, as we've discussed in other episodes around changing your diet for health reasons is hard because if you've been doing the same thing, eating the same stuff for 15, 20, 30 odd years longer, uh, it's hard to change those those habits, isn't it? And uh, to go cold. But, but, but that, that, that habit is the addiction. Addiction is a habit. And our system gets used to the habit, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and we will strive to maintain it. If someone's chemistry is that they're a miserable person and they get angry and all that kind of stuff, they go into work and there's nothing to be angry about, so they'll find something to be angry about and then get angry, then they feel normal. <laughs> you know, so it's great. You know. Well, there's plenty, um, there's plenty to be angry about at the moment in the world, but yeah, maybe <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. maybe that, that feeds into kind of addictions around social media and news, you know, and 24-hour news. Yeah. We're all plugged in all the time. So I guess lots of us, me included, are addicted to constant stream of updates and what's happening now, you know, what ping, what notification is going to ping next on my phone to give me that little dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's it, isn't it? And it's like if, if it's the dopamine that you're going for, then whatever your trigger is, you got it. Mm. No. Yeah, there's um the psychology of it is fascinating. There's a, there's an interview which I've only watched a little bit of on on Twitter actually, where Matthew Perry, the chap that's died, is in discussion with Peter Hitchens, who's kind of a right wing political commentator. So it's a Newsnight interview from about nine years ago, I think. Um, when I mean Matthew Perry's written a couple of books on on his addiction and his struggles, so I think he must have been maybe put publicizing one of the books on on tv uh and it was he was up against the kind of very um hardwired computer mind of peter hitchens who writes well on a few things but he's quite a complicated guy to understand and he peter hitchens couldn't understand matthew perry's arguments around uh his addiction being a kind of illness because peter hitchens was saying that no no it's a decision you know every time you have a drink or every time you buy some kind of drug or you take drugs it's a decision that you're consciously making and all you need to do is simply make a different decision and choose not to have that drink whereas you know and he he had a doctor on his side um matthew perry kind of backing him up with lots of research but i guess for the very kind of hard thinking um computer mind of certain people me included i guess in some ways you know if you don't want to be addicted to heroin or uh, whatever it is, a cigarette, just don't smoke. Dead easy, isn't it? But it's don't not. do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not easy, is it? But but if I said to you, okay, the deal is that you mustn't breathe. You know, could you just stop breathing? Well, and and it can be it can be as fundamental as that for some people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it and it is like uh, they feel like they're going to die if they don't get whatever it is that they need mm. yeah and like i say the amount of people that are addicted which is everybody 
very few are actually addicted to substances, but those are the ones that we focus on. Yeah. And we say, oh, that's bad. Yeah. So but the addiction is there regardless. What you have done, what, what are your things, what's your fix, Sean? What do you need? Oh, I'm fixed on being happy. I have to be happy else I get the draw. <laughs> now, I, I've been through the lot, haven't I? Because I, I left home 15 um, and uh, didn't have a good childhood. And I tended to turn down the negative emotions, that kind of post-traumatic stuff from my childhood by taking drugs. Um, and I, I've had to walk through all kinds of substances and different abuse things. Uh, um, so I, I do understand addiction quite well from the inside. And I do quite a lot of work with people that are addicted. But like I say, the more I've worked with it, the more I realise that everyone is addicted. It's not are you or are you not. It's like what are you addicted to? And then we can be snotty about, you know, which are the good addictions and the bad addictions and, well, those ones are good for you and these ones are bad for you. You know, if you run too much, it kills you. You know, you could be addicted to all the endorphins from running, but it'll kill you if you do it too much. Yep. Um, and it, if you drink too much water, it'll, it'll kill you, you know, it's like... Um, so what, coming back to your story then, so what was your, um, how did you get off some of those substances or alcohol and drugs? Were you quite fortunate in that you had a mind where you could switch it off easily? Or no, 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 I, I, I went for the big hit and went for the breakdown and had the breakdown, but I had the breakdown in a situation where I was supported. Mm. And that's where I was trained in the kind of the Ayurvedic stuff and, uh, um, in my recovery. Um, do you have, and do you have to do so, like, even now, do you, do you have, do you have little moments where you think, Oh, I've quite fancy, uh, whatever it was you were hooked on back in the days many years ago or are you uh, my my favorite was um a big joint full of grass um as in cannabis uh with a sprinkling of opium on the top that was my oh, okay. my favorite um and no no i don't i don't crave that um and although um i come from a family that that drink alcohol uh, quite freely and uh, and that's that is a genetic thing, I suppose, like, like your your genetic issues, you know. Um, and um, uh, the people around me see drinking alcohol as negative, you know. Therefore, if you have a drink of alcohol, it's perceived as negativity. Um, so that's always an interesting one because that, that's the issue about we we look at people's behaviours. And we relate them to ourselves or to other people or things that we know. And yeah. then we make the judgments about it. And yeah. it's like people make all the judgments about Matthew Perry. We don't know what happened to him or, you know, why he was like he was. We don't know, do we? Um, but like I say, I don't know anybody who isn't an addict. Yeah, I guess the, the interesting, well, the interesting thing about Matthew Perry is that he was two people, wasn't he? He was Matthew Perry, but he was also... Chandler from Friends, so yeah, um, very good actor and a very good character. So, I mean, he, he was the perfect. We, you know, well, no one else played him, so we don't know. But he was just reading the lines that he was told to read. You know, I'm sure he, he, by clever writers in some office in Los Angeles or New York or wherever, wherever the heck they wrote it. So he was these two characters, wasn't he? And we, it's weird because my wife was quite upset because uh, we've actually just finished watching the whole. Of friends through again with my eldest son. He kind of got got into it. Oh well. 
uh, and we well about a month mm-hmm. or two ago we we kind of got through all nine ten seasons of it um so feel like i know him really well because we've just finished watching you know two or three episodes every day um in the evening uh but yeah i guess his character chandler was um i don't know maybe that was a bit of a comfort blanket that he could put on he does talk about how for many years of the show he doesn't remember filming a lot of them and it's interesting watching the show because i did notice it at the time um he looks you can tell there's certain seasons where he's not quite chandler he's he's obviously he's lost weight or he's put weight on or um it's just something about the way he's looking that we know that he's got stuff going on outside the show um and yeah he's, but yeah i mean but but is that you only know in going back and looking at it again Mm, a little bit no even at the time i remember thinking well chandler looks a bit um yeah something not not quite right there and i'm not sure i can't remember mm. looking back if it, if it was in the news about his addiction at the time but um yeah i just uh, what i'm getting at is is around i guess addicts whatever they are addicted to we have a another persona don't we that, that we can wheel out at parties and when we meet friends and family that um, to, um so we all have our Chandler that we can use to kind of show that we're okay and we're normal. It, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's it's like in in your conversation, you're assuming that addiction is something like like substance or something, isn't it? Mm. What about if your addiction is to gossiping about other people? Ooh. Does that mean that when you go to a party, you can kind of keep your gob shut? And and be a part, and you you can keep your gossip for afterwards. You know, does that mean that throughout the? But you, this idea of having two personas, you know, and like, and that's the mistake that we make is is that we assume it's a substance persona. It's not. It's it's an internal chemical balance, uh-huh. and uh, and whatever the trigger is, whether it is you know I haven't watched these senders for a week. Oh my god, you know, <laughs> um, and that can affect us greatly. If we're tuned in that way, you know. Yeah. I guess, yeah, certain things that we're addicted to, we know we shouldn't be. So I want to get a little bit onto the the idea that people might want to get off an addiction to, again, substances or alcohol. But um, do you find it when you're working with people that is it better to go like a cold turkey approach or is it more of a phased thing where we, you kind of do it step by well, step? Well, my, my, my experience is both personally and professionally, that that um, addiction is a symptom. Uh, it's not a cause. So the, what, what tends to happen is when you're working in, in substance abuse um, programs, is someone comes in and they're, they're addicted to a substance. So you get them off that substance, and then they do what we call substance substitution. Mm. So what they then is they'll switch on to another one so people that stop smoking will quite often start eating loads of sweets and put on loads of weight yeah um yeah and part of that is oral they're used to doing something with their mouth and their hands and undoing a sweet and putting a sweet in your mouth has that same oral satisfaction has a similarity and they get addicted to the sugars and you know um so and it's it, it's that that um I don't, like I say, our concept of addiction is so distorted 
um, by the ideas of, you know, needles and heroin and cocaine and that kind of stuff. I mean, around where we live here in Merseyside, we're on a dock. Docks are always the worst for stuff coming in and out. Um, and the levels of cocaine use here are huge, enormous. Um, and, uh, um, and I mean, I'm sure lots of locals would be deeply offended at that idea that, you know, but it is quite, there's, it's quite, quite intense, the use of cocaine around it, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got an article, which, well, it's going to be my resource of the week, but it kind of talks about quitting addictions. I guess I'm conscious that I, I was driving to Alton Towers uh, last week for a bit of a day out. And again, yeah, yeah, we could talk a little bit about kind of thrill seeking and going on roller coasters and people being addicted to that. But it's the same, same thing, is it? It's, just, it's the same dopamine hits. It's like driving fast around the corner. Like, Woo! Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but on the way, I was there's at least three or four occasions where I was following someone and they were the window came down and a massive billow of smoke or steam <laughs> came out. So. Um, you know, levels of smoking have dropped a lot since I was a young lad, but it seems to be replaced by vaping, which may or may not be healthier. I know it's just steam coming out, but I think there's... Uh... Just a different set of addictions, and the uh, oncologists say to me, I'll be in another set of cancers by the time, you know, they've become embedded in the systems. Yeah. You know? So I guess that gets to the point where the, the cigarette itself and the nicotine even wasn't the thing that people were addicted to. It was some kind of, I don't know, people like having something well, to hand. When, to when, of... when I was a kid, everybody smoked. And they smoked in the houses and in the pubs and everywhere. You could draw pictures of the nicotine guitar on the ceiling. You know, um, It was that, that heavy. So that as children, we were addicted as passive smokers to nicotine from very early on. So by the time you actually put a cigarette in your mouth, uh, which for me was nine or ten, um, and uh, others was early teens, like secondary school, kind of like, um, it's like you were already addicted. You were just changing the source of, of where you were getting them from, really. Um, now, uh, people don't smoke so much in the house, and people don't, the people smoke outside in pubs and things like that, they smoke outside. Um, but I, I suspect because people think that vaping's all right, so people now vape indoors and you know vape at home and all that kind of stuff. That kids and other people are passive vaping, mm. and they were developing the same kinds of issues that we did as kids with nicotine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I guess yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? Like, what is it about having hold of a a stick, whether it be a cigarette or a vape machine? Like, it's as if you know, when we're, when we're babies, obviously, we're kind of drinking from bottles and breasts and... No, no, that, that's, the, that's, that's the point, is, is we're talking about nipples here. And, uh, and it goes right back to that, <laughs> the level, of the, the, the amount of nerves you have around your lips is huge. And, and that kind of contact, the sensual contact, is enormous. I mean, kissing, why do we kiss like that? And the passionate snogging. You know, it's because we're stimulating the, those nervous endings. And having something in your mouth, whether it's a nipple, whether it's a teat, whether it's your thumb, whether it's a cigarette or a pipe or whatever it is, yeah, it's all the same thing. Right. It's comfort. 
discomfort. And what tends to happen is if you watch people being anxious, the first thing they do is this, they go, and they put their hand to their mouth. Mm. Yeah. You were, man. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're right in there. Yeah. We're all fetal. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating stuff, isn't it? But um yeah, there's loads of stuff online around, you know, addiction support and that kind of thing for their more heavy, heavy stuff. But I guess, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, we we all have to be addicted to something, to something. So I guess it's about choosing things that are gonna enrich and extend our lives rather than kind of cut them short and see as I, I I could I could take you around a whole load of people that I know. You know, I I know a guy who collects cars and has a phenomenal amount of vehicles that cost a phenomenal amount of money. And the class, he couldn't possibly drive them all all the time because, you know, there's that many. Yeah. Um, but it's his thing, right? But I actually knew somebody who was addicted to collecting stamps. That's serious. I mean, serious. Yeah. It was like, it was a real thing. They'd travel all over the world and do stuff you know, to get that <laughs> Oh. There was a penny blue or a penny black or whatever it was. Oh, I got it. Oh, basically. No. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like we, we don't think of those things as, as addictions, but they are. You know, the person that has to go around the house, getting it tidy, keeping it clean, doing this, doing that. It's like they're an addict. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's like we, we have words like OCD, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But it's addiction. It's the same thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit. The people, like I say, people get kind of snotty about it and put the the addictions in different classes. Like, like to be addicted to sport must be better than being addicted to something else. Or being addicted to to religion has to be better because spirituality is good and we're all good people. You know what I mean? But it's it's the same thing. Our our systems are designed to develop habits. That's how we've survived through evolution. That's how we do it. I mean, I guess I'd just draw the, the, the distinction between an addiction that sees you kind of penniless and broke and living on the street and with <laughs> an addiction that, uh, you know, stamp collecting around the world has, yeah, well, uh, a bit bit safer, let's say. So I guess if you if you do have an addiction or if you've, if we, maybe, maybe we should all take an exercise from this and that we can all write down the top five addictions in our lives that we, we can try and figure them out and then address whether they're healthy, inverted commas, or, or unhealthy. It's, well, the, the issue is, do they serve you well or not, I suppose, in the end? Well, um, not just yourself, but the surrounding your surrounding community yeah. as well. Because uh, to yeah. be a, I've never tried this stuff, but to be um, a heroin addict looks like it has its benefits because heroin must be one hell of a hit because it looks like it's quite um, <laughs> a bit more. The, um, but, yeah. But obviously... Yeah the impact on other people and, and yourself in the long run health wise are pretty horrendous. So, um, but I, I've known people who, um, uh, are functioning heroin addicts. Like you get functioning alcoholics okay. who run businesses and do all kinds of stuff. I, I've seen that quite commonly when I worked in the, the drug and alcohol areas. Um, but equally so I, I have worked with lots and lots of older people who as they've got older have taken more and more medications legally prescribed that they've effectively become addicted to, whether those are antidepressants or whether they're different things to keep their system going. 
And uh, it's like, have you taken your medication? Have you done this? Have you done that? And it's like, we don't see those things as addictions, but they are. Yeah. It's exactly the same same process going on. Mm. But we give them value, whereas we don't give the others value. Yeah. And we assume they're doing this good until we find out that actually, oh, no, that medication rips your liver to bits over time. Right. You know, that kind of thing. It's a, it's a bit like, People use lithium for bipolar disorder for years and years and years. But then you'd go into a psyche hospital on the back wall, which you'd have the burnt out schizophrenic units, the male unit and the female unit. And there were people there who were an odd shade of yellow whose livers were shot. And through taking this medication to help them through all this time that, that, they, that they effectively became addicted to, to having, you know, so, I, I mean, I, I, I think that, that the whole area of addiction probably needs reviewing in terms of how we look at it, we see it, and how we deal with it. Yeah. Mm. That sounds like an, a good way to kind of sum things up in some ways. But, um, mm. yeah, there's loads of advice online and stuff. But, yeah, I guess it's an interesting point, isn't it, that um, we are all addicted to something in, some, in, in society. So some things are good addictions and some things are bad addictions. Yeah. Um, I, I I know people that have what I would, if I was going to give them values, like positive addictions, like people who are addicted to helping others. And 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 then they will go out of their way to find people. If they're walking down the street and someone looks a bit crook, they'll go, so you okay? You know, and it actually feeds them. It gives them a dopamine hit by helping another person, by being charitable. Yep. Yeah. Now that, you could say that's a good addiction because it benefits them because it makes them feel good, but it benefits the person that they're helping. Sure. Yeah. But it's still an addiction. <laughs> yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And it may or may not lead to kind of, yeah, things that you weren't expecting further down the line, mightn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Interesting. Have you got a resource that you want to mention directly? Well, my, my, the only resource I've got that's of any relevance to what we're talking about is the detox thing. Because when you detox, not only do you stop all the chemical habitual processes in your body while you're detoxing, but also it has a, a psychological emotional effect as well where you stop and review. So it has those two sides to it. So I, I think that it, if you do want to discover about your own addictions, do a detox mm. and then observe your system and observe what it's craving. You know, is it, is it thinking, I really need to keep right now? You know, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. That's a good idea. Cool. I'll link to mm. an article around the steps that you can go through if you wanted to kind of let, let one of your addictions go. Um, yeah. Article on, on on the on the ways you can do it and i'll stick a blog up of course yeah that'll be on the website as well um yeah cool all right sean all all good all happy yeah okay um and if you're addicted to this podcast we'll do another one we might just do another (laughs) one (laughs) maybe we are addicted to recording this show hey (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay Uh, all right cool all right have a good week and i'll catch you with you next time and you you take it. See you. Bye. 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 Yeah. Bye.